Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 610 presents Seth Payne and Sean Pendergast. We come to eighth time. Let's get the work in, man. Let's go. Great day. Great day. Oh, give me some juice, Slayman! Hey! Oh yeah. oh, yeah! Hey, what's happening, everybody? Happy Wednesday to all of you. Nice to be with you. We appreciate you getting up with us. There is so much stuff to get to today. The cup overfloweth of things. Uh, I'm Sean Pendergast. He is Seth Payne. Hi, Seth Payne. I'm, I'm yeah, my cup full. Cup full. Yeah, man. It's... Uh... If I had a if I had a like an old school baseball cup, that would be full too. Dude, can't find one big enough. That's how excited I am <laughs> about right. the combine <laughs> and free agency and the draft. Uh, we are. It's, like, it's my cup would be away from my body right this moment. Large It'd man cup hovering <laughs> a, a respectable difference away from my body. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, man. Uh, there's a lot of stuff to get to. Um, people, people were. Uh, Excited about some of the things D'Amico said, or certainly moved emotionally on some of the things. I thought he gave us more yesterday than we were than we were expecting. Um, I to the point where I had a few people um, hit me on Twitter. I had my sons hit me up and like, man, I can't wait to hear you guys break down some of this D'Amico stuff tomorrow. Oh, that's pressure. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It's a lot of pressure. Um, it's a lot of pressure. Yeah, I thought some of it was in the breakout stuff afterwards too. I, I thought some of the better stuff was in when some of the reporters grabbed him afterwards. Yep, and we've got that too. Um, so of course you do, Sean. Yep. So we got it. We got we got it all for you today, baby. We got it all for you. I, I'm I'm amped. I'm ready to go. I was at the Cougs game last night. I'm still feeding off of that energy. So it's good. It's good. Um, all right, so the thing that I saw with D'Amico that raised my eyebrow, that generated a text from Seth C. Payne during the press conference. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that that got, I think that I saw people reacting to this was, and this was what you and I said at the end of the show, like, I'm anxious to see what he says when he's asked about free agency and specific people. And this is what we do. We read into things here. All right, so... The Devin answer versus the Dalton answer. Okay, 
Here is the answer from D'Amico Ryans. And we have Jonathan Gren- we have a Jonathan Grenard answer as well that we're going to get to. That was from the local breakout that Seth's talking about. Here was D'Amico Ryan's answer yesterday when he was asked about Devin Singletary, free agent running back. Yeah, very pleased with Devin. I remember sitting in a free agent visit with Devin and just, man, his personality, his demeanor, it was a guy I knew I wanted to work with right away. Right, Devin is made of the right stuff. He's a hard worker. He's a leader. He shows up every day in practice with a great attitude, and the guys around him feed off of that. Right, so Devin was a great guy. We'll see what happens in free agency, but we'd love to have Devin back just because of what he brought to our team. He was uh, he was definitely a bright spot for us in that running back room. Love to have Devin back. Now he was the first free agent that was asked about. So when I heard like love to bring Devin back, I, there was nothing surprising in that answer to me, Seth. In a vacuum. That answer sounded like an accurate answer on Devin Singletary, right? That sounded like um, if you're reading, I, I I was I'm reading kind of enthusiasm level, yeah, and all of that. I felt like that was about as good as you can get in that setting. Yes, you know, it wasn't. I it was. I don't need him sounding like he's had three margaritas, you know, and a nice some burrito or something, and he's just really letting loose. That was pretty enthusiastic about Devin Singletary. Said we'll see what happens in free agency. But we would love to bring him back. We'd love to bring him back. Yeah. Yes, yes. He added that onto it. We'd love that to bring on. him back. So that was uh, that was the first free agency answer we got. Yeah. So now we've got a benchmark. You're right. And then six, seven, eight questions later, whatever it is, D'Amico Ryans was asked about free agent tight end Dalton Schultz. Yeah, Dalton did a really nice job for us in the passing game. Uh, when those two-minute drives where we were able to win a few games, Dalton really showed up in a situational football third down. He showed up making big catches for us. So uh, we'll see what happens with Dalton in free agency, but I'm very, very proud of what he did for us last year. Okay, so a nice answer, right? I mean, he's, you can tell he likes Dalton Schultz. Did some good yeah. things in the two-minute drill. Uh, really proud of the season he had. What was missing from the Dalton answer um, that was missing from the Singletary answer? The big one was we would love to have him back. I think they would love to have Dalton Schultz back. I think it might be maybe an indicator. Maybe D'Amico's giving hints as to where the negotiations are going right now with Dalton Schultz. Could that be? That, that maybe it's a bit more of a standoff with Dalton Schultz in free agency than it is said, with, with Motor? He said we'd love to have him back with Dalton. No, he right? did not. He, he did, did not say that with not that. Say okay. that. Oh, yeah. He said we'll see what happens with free yeah, agency. Yeah. I just did a word count yeah. on Dalton Schultz. It was 65 words. Yeah, yeah, much shorter. 65 words on Dalton Schultz, and just looking at the transcripts, I'm guessing it's at least 180 words on, uh, or possibly more, Dude, on Devin Singletary. Talked about sitting down with Singletary before free agency. Talked yeah. about coming to, coming to practice every day with the practice habits and everything. Okay. Is it possible that the change in tone of voice, yeah. aside from the 29 other things it could be, but let's focus in on this. Yeah. Is it possible? I like your theory that maybe... It's a matter of either the contentiousness of the negotiation yeah, yeah. or something like that. Mm-hmm. That maybe they've decided, all right, we got to play hardball with Dalton Schultz because you know it's not a great year. Not a great year in the draft for tight ends like it was last year. There might be a little bit more competition. He he might be feeling like, oh, okay, I've, uh, I've I've got a little bit more leverage this year. We don't want to let him know that. Yeah, we don't want to let him know that we know that he knows that we like him. <laughs> yeah, I um. I think it's a logical thing to read into it that maybe they're not as far down the road with Schultz as some some may think they are to getting a deal done. If um, 
Well, what would it mean for Singletary then? Singletary might mean that they're that that both sides are working towards something here. That Singletary could very well be coming back pretty soon. I don't think the market for Singletary is going to be nearly what it is. And I know it's apples and oranges. It's tight ends and running backs. Um, but I like I th- put it this way, Seth. I think there's a great chance they get Devin Singletary back here on a deal that looks pretty similar to the deal they signed him to last year. Even though yeah. he had a phenomenal second half of the season, he was great. Um, I think there's a decent chance that Devin Singletary's back here on a one-year, four or five million dollar deal. Maybe like a mil- a bump up of like a million from what he got last year. I think Dalton Schultz wants not Kelsey Kittle money, but I think he thinks, to your point, very few good tight ends in the draft, unlike last year. Very few good tight ends in free agency, unlike last year. Yeah, I think Dalton Schultz, seven years in or whatever he is, is viewing this offseason as his chance to finally get a three or four year deal at ten to twelve million a year, and wherever he signs, that's you know this is the runway to the end of his career, and this is his last big payday, and that's why I think that the franchise tag is a distinct possibility for Dalton Schultz. I, I think it makes sense. Look, uh, it was 65 words for Dalton Schultz. Yes. Yep. It was 112 words for Devin Singletary. Okay, it felt longer than 112. I know, I know. Yeah. Well, 112 is almost a full minute. You okay. know, it's yeah. like, uh, The average person speaks at about, I think, 130 words per minute. Okay. I speak at about 225 <laughs> words per minute. Yes. <laughs> and, <laughs> so the, I, I, I thought about this. I was trying to be objective about it, and that's why I wanted to get the transcript side by side. I feel like the words are equally as gushing for Dalton as they are with Devin Singletary. Yep. It really was about tone of voice and body language and everything. Yeah, man. So we're at the outer limits, pushing the boundaries of, of, uh, of actual analysis. And yet, as we know, most, most communication is not based on the words themselves. Indeed. But it, it is based on it's the visual things. It's the tone of voice. It's all of those. Do you want to dig into the Grenard here? Uh, should we mix that in? The Grenard, his, he talked about Grenard in yes. the breakout session. Yeah, and then we'll rank them one through three. Okay, I like passion. this. I like this. And then I'm going to do a dramatic reading of Dalton Schultz's blurb, but with more enthusiasm. There you go. And, and, a, Brit- and okay. a British accent, yes. Um, here's D'Amico Ryans. This was not during the press conference with the full-on media. This is They, they have breakout sessions with the local media. So this is D'Amico Ryans with the Houston media on Grenard, Jonathan Grenard and his free agency journey. JG did a great job for us this year. Uh, he's very productive this year, played physical, uh, did the things we asked him to do. Uh, and we'll see where free agency plays out. But love JG and love what he did for us this year. Okay, that's three on the list of the three. You <laughs> they, think so? Yeah, I don't think they're anywhere close with Grenard yeah. right now. <laughs> well, Grenard, I mean, yeah, and Aaron Wilson was uh, talking about how there's a growing sense of uh, – enthusiasm amongst various league officials realizing, oh, wow, John Grenard might be the real deal. Yeah. And as much as you, you like to look at some of these projections that show, hey, he might be a three-year, 50 million, 50 million guy, you know, somewhere around 15 to $18 million per year. And uh, there's a lot of other projections that may, he might go for a lot more than that. Yes. So, it, yeah, he, and, premium uh, position, I think, is the thing he's got. Yeah. Good. Premium position and nearly a fully healthy season last year. Okay, hmm. I don't know if I would put, boy. What you, what's your Demico, ranking? Give me the Seth I, Payne ranking. I think D'Amico loves Jonathan Grenard. I agree. I, I, I think it's Devin Singletary. Mm-hmm. Based on nothing but emotion. Okay. I would say Devin Singletary, John Grenard, Dalton Schultz. Okay. But then based on practicality and signability and all of that, that's where Gennard gets knocked down to third because he plays a premier position. Yeah, I think Schultz is, to me, Schultz is the easiest one to retain because you can just use the franchise tag on him. 
Yeah. You know, like, he, if functionally, he's the easiest one to retain. Now, let's pretend the franchise tag didn't exist, and I feel differently about it. I feel like Dalton Schultz is going to go test the market. And, and, and by the way, he's gonna, he could go test the market, and I, boy, I don't know if it's good or bad. If he, if he, like, deep down, if he wants to remain a Texan, but he's also trying to max out, the Texans don't have any other solutions really. At t- I know Brevin Jordan did some good things last year, but that is not right. a deep position for the Texans. It's, it's not a deep position for the Texans, and there's, there's nothing to get excited about in free agency. Dalton Schultz is probably the best free agent out there, yeah. unless you want to take a swing at Noah Fant or somebody like that. Yeah. Um, it's, and, and he already has that relationship with CJ. So I think whether you go, whether you retain Dalton Schultz and then get a guy in the draft or maybe sign another free agent or something, I think Dalton Schultz has probably got to be a part of that equation. If I were to, this is the thing that I thought about Singletary and Schultz, Sean, when I separated the tone and the emotion from it. D'Amico very much talked specifically about the way Dalton played on the field. Yeah. As far as Singletary, D'Amico mentioned a whole bunch of he's a swell fella. The whole shit, you know, it, yeah. It, yeah. Like, okay, let me let me redo D'Amico's uh, Dalton Schultz comments. Okay, yeah, Dalton Schultz did a really nice job for us in the passing game on those two minute drives. Were we able to win a few games? And I'd add in the the Colts game where he was bulldozing people. Yeah, on the yeah. Side. Dalton really showed up in a situational football third down. He showed up making big catches for us. We'll see what happens. With Dalton in free agency, but I'm very proud of what he did for us last year. People can't see unless you're watching on YouTube or Twitch, but Seth was pointing. He had a lot of hand gyrations going. I was in full like Mussolini. Yeah, you were. You you were. You were. You were. You were one tick away from taking your fists and pounding them on the table in front of you. If I were to read the transcripts and judge it based on the content of the actual words, I would say that that was way more bullish about Dalton Schultz, the football player, than Devin Singletary. Yeah, maybe. And Singletary, the guy behind the scenes, like a lot of mention of you know the the coming to work every day kind of stuff. Right. Well, and I think the big part about Singletary where that's important is that. He, as long as he's with the Texans, if he comes back again, I think he's going to be part of a committee, ideally. You don't want him to. He became the bell cow by necessity Mm -hmm. in the second half of the season, but you don't don't necessarily want that for an entire 17 games. All right, speaking of committee in the backfield, so some Saquon numbers got dropped yesterday by Pro Football Focus. Potential salary. Boy, got a lot of people talking. Seth has a Derrick Henry because I think if this were a uh, if this were a political race, P and P are endorsing the party of Derrick Henry, and several other shows are endorsing yeah. the party of Saquon Barkley. Seth has a a definitive, authoritative argument on Derrick Henry versus Saquon Barkley, and it is really, really good. We are going to get to that, including some D'Amico audio that might back up the Henry case coming up next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. (laughs) 
Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseballs and boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseballs and boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Payne and Pendergast with you on a uh, Wednesday. John Harris is going to join us live from the uh, NFL Combine in the 8 o'clock hour. So we'll get hot diggity. Johnny's thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Workouts start tomorrow, I believe. Man, we're getting a lot of good nuggets from... uh, I forgot how many good nuggets, like league-wide nuggets that you get. From just oh. all the GMs and the coaches being in one place. All over the place, especially. Yeah. I mean, you know, you go into yesterday with reports that Saquon Barkley was definitely going to be let go. Now the Giants say that they're still exploring the the free uh, the franchise tag with him. Yeah. So uh, there's uh, the, if, uh, some rumors shot down, some GMs. Uh, like belligerently defensive, uh, a lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff. We'll get to it. We'll get to some of them in headlines. You yeah. even get. You even get. I mean, the real coup de gras. You get a Nick Sirianni press conference where you get gems <laughs> like this one right here. Nick, do you think Jalen needs to be more of a vocal leader next uh, next season? And how do you think he did last year leading the team? You know, everybody. There's not a book that is written on this is how you lead, right? People lead in in different ways. Yeah, dude. There's, there's like there's like five million. There's books like a whole wing at Barnes and Noble <laughs> on leadership dude. books. Oh my god. That's like a classic comedy sketch. I can't remember what, where it started, but the uh, like somebody saying, you know, they don't they don't give you a book on how to parent, and the kid is like, there are like hundreds of books <laughs> Dude, on how to parent. Google it; <laughs> you'll be there all day. There's not a book on how to leave. He is so he he is stupid. There's there's not an entire wing of the bookstore <laughs> devoted to books on leadership. Dude, Listen, they, they, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now, the Eagles are gonna be a disappointment again this year, and we we're like two years away from there being a 30 for 30 on how the hell that guy got a team to a Super Bowl. We're way closer to that than we are to them going back to a Super Bowl. <laughs> was that good. was awesome. Yeah, isn't oh. that good? Isn't that good? Yeah, that there's, was really good. There's no book on how to lead. <laughs> really? Okay. Um, all right, let's get to um, Saquon v. Derrick Henry. A lot, yeah. of, lot of the um, the the internet was, was going abuzz yesterday because PFF PFF dropped a graphic that said Saquon Barkley, three years, $36.8 million, $20.1 million guaranteed. What say you? And I said I was out on that. I'm not out on Barkley, but I'm out on Barkley at that price. Obviously generate a lot of replies of people telling me I'm stupid, a lot of people backing me up, all that. I, the thing I liked about it, Seth, and we're going to get into your Henry V. Barkley here in a second, is at least now we're attaching a price tag to things. Like right, I can right, get with right. arguments where you're going, okay, here's what the price is. Now, what do you think? As opposed to just blanket, like, I want this guy. I want this guy. I want that guy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Right. And um, I think the difference that we still don't know right now, if we're talking about, like, Derrick Henry, who I prefer over Saquon Barkley, is I I think there's an assumption that – Derrick Henry will probably get less money than Saquon Barkley just because he's older. Um, I'm not so sure that that assumption is correct, but if it is, then it's a, it's still a a check in, in my favor for Derrick Henry, because I still think he's the better back than Saquon Barkley always has been. And I expect that he will be this year 
you know, maybe depending on situation a little bit. But if you can get, if you, especially if you can get Derek uh, Derek Henry for less money than another team is willing to pay for Saquon Barkley, by all means. I don't mean to act like Saquon Barkley isn't a good running back. He very much is. Uh, I just question if sometimes the myth and the lore about him is way overstated and people get way ahead of themselves based on highlights. Yeah. Because um, Derrick Henry has been astoundingly the more consistent and the better running back over the course of the last five years. Like, astoundingly so. Um, so if we look at, like, okay, I, I, I took D'Amico's first sound clip yesterday mm-hmm. and, and just pay attention to what he says about what kind of mindset he wants from his players. For me, every season, you start over, right? Last year was last year. Uh, it was a good run for us. Not didn't end the way we wanted it to end, but that was a good run for the 2023 Texans. Now, for me, it's a clean slate. We start over 2024. Now, who are we going to be, right? And you know, we have a lot of great matchups versus a lot of uh, great teams this year. And I'm excited to first off build our team again the proper way of guys who are just looking to compete, guys who have that relentless mindset, guys who want to go out play for each other. Guys who want to hunt, guys who want to play with relentless effort and finish. Like, that's what I'm looking to build as we start this offseason. Okay, I can't wait to see where this goes. Give it to well, me. Well, yeah, relentless, relentless. Yeah. And I'll, I'll just remind everybody because age seems to be a big concern. I'll get to the age part, but just Saquon's had one season over 1,000 yards in the last four years. You can make excuses for him based on the offense he was on last year. He had 962 yards rushing last year. Um, Derrick Henry was behind the worst offensive line in the league, and he was second in the league in rushing. But that's neither here nor there for now. When I hear relentless mindset, and I think about, okay, the gritty footballs, the gritty running back stats, um, these would be uh, yards after contact, missed tackles. Uh, there's There's a stat called success percentage basically like what percent of your runs are successful uh where like it's you know on first down it's four yards plus it's a percentage of uh a percentage of distance to the sticks based on yeah down. yeah third and so, like, one how, you convert yeah. things like that yeah. how consistently are you turning out yardage because uh, look derrick henry um in a lot of ways was better than saquon barkley and his i'm told magic saquon barkley had a magical 2022 season mm-hmm. all right um when it comes to the relentless type stuff, out of 31 backs... So this is for 2022. 2022. And, and frankly, uh, for a lot of these stats, Derrick Henry still beats... His 2023 numbers still yeah. beat Saquon Barkley's 2000. But you're giving numbers. Saquon the benefit but, uh, of his best season. I'm giving Saquon a break. We're yeah. just going to go back to 2022. His magical, beautiful, carried the team to the playoff somehow season. Um, yards after contact per attempt. Out of 31 running backs, Derrick Henry was third. Saquon Barkley was 25th. Okay. Yards after contact yeah, per attempt. It's a big deal. So, this, like, if you've ever watched Derrick Henry and thought, like, wow, it's kind of all or nothing with him, yeah. Um, total yards after contact. Derrick Henry was first with 1,257 yards after contract, contact. Saquon Barkley was sixth with 862. This is actually respectable by Saquon Barkley, but not even close to Derrick Henry. Missed tackles for, forced. Forced missed tackles by Derrick Henry in 2022. He was third in forced missed tackles. Saquon Barkley, magical, wonderful unicorn Saquon Barkley, was 17th out of 31. Out of 31. Backs. So. This is in the best, the best season Saquon Barkley has had in the last four years. That's where Saquon Barkley was. When you want gritty, when you want relentless, when you want tough, when you want all those things, Derrick Henry is doing it. Saquon Barkley is not. 
Uh, success percentage. So basically the consistency of grinding out yards. Derrick Henry in 2022 was at 46.7%. Uh, Saquon Barkley was at 38.2%. Just to put that in context, Derrick Henry's career average for success rate is on rushes is 50%. Mm-hmm. Saquon Barkley has never been at that in a single season. Okay. Like It is not even close when it comes to mindset, ability to grind out yardage consistently, um, durability, toughness, all those things. Like It's not even close. It's not... Yeah, Saquon Barkley would be super exciting to have on this team, but based on everything D'Amico says he yeah. wants in an offense and what this offense needs is a rushing offense compared to what they were last year, Derrick Henry is it in loads versus Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley would be an improvement. Don't get me wrong. It's just that Derrick Henry, it's, it's not even close. Yeah, those are, those are, those are really interesting numbers. Really so the other numbers. the other big argument is that well Derrick Henry's going to be thirty years old mm-hmm. and don't you know running backs all fall apart yes they do they do all fall apart most the, of them the, yeah. the, the modern version of running backs yeah. they're like Derrick Henry yeah they're good for one out of four seasons Ooh. you mean they're, you mean of, oh. you mean they're Saquon, Saquon, Barkley. Like Saquon Barkley Saquon Barkley yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're the modern version of the NFL running back is Saquon Barkley they're good for one out of every four seasons yeah the thing about running backs is this though that. There are outliers. There are guys who are durable, more durable than everybody They're else. They're just built different. They're built different. It's like the movie Unbreakable when uh, the, Samuel L. Jackson looks and looks and looks to find this person who is just unbreakable, mm-hmm. and he discovers Bruce Willis after he survives a train wreck in which everybody else dies. Mm-hmm. Derrick Henry is Bruce Willis who has survived a train wreck okay. year after year after year. If you look at the category of player he's in now, in my mind, it's Curtis Martin, it's Frank Gore, it's Adrian Peterson. So, Curtis Martin, what did he do after the age of 30? Well, age 30, 1,308 yards. Age 31, led the league in rushing with 1,697 yards. Frank Gore, ages 30 through 33, he had 1,000-yard seasons in three of those four seasons. Mm -hmm. Adrian Peterson, age 30, led the league in rushing. Age 31... Uh, got distracted by some issues. <laughs> God, he was 31 when that happened. I think I don't care. Yeah, I believe so. Wasn't it right after his big year? I it was after his big year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just I mean that's because it feels like he was around for like another six years after that. He kind of like bounced in and out. Yeah, yeah. Adrian yeah. Peterson would be the one that's an argument against it. Uh, like. Who knows what he would have done? Because remember, he was playing injured in that year when he yeah. was age 30. Yeah. So maybe that was his body starting to break down. But then all the, the poop hit the fan with all the other then stuff. Then he stuck around for a long time. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and was you know, moderately productive. So when, when I look at Derrick Henry and I look at how productive and consistent he's been, including last year, we're like, this is objectively. He was behind the – I say objectively – I look. I, I watched the Titans' offensive line, and I thought, man, that's a bad offensive line. Then I went and looked for lists uh, and rankings of the offensive line from various websites, and the Tennessee Titans are consistently the, la- the last-ranked offensive line, yeah. uh, where Derrick Henry was still second in the league in rushing. So, like everybody wants to get, everybody wants to give Saquon Barkley a break for last year. Like, all right, fine, I'll take Derrick Henry's stats. In this past year where he was running behind the worst offensive line in football, and a lot of those grittiness stats, he's still way better than Saquon Barkley. Mm -hmm. It's like it is not even close. I'm just – I am astounded. And, again, maybe it's just the – it's the fact that Saquon Barkley was in a number two overall pick that he plays in New York that people are so – they're like they 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 fall for the I guess the PR campaign or the highlight reels. He's just not a consistent churn-out yardage type of back. Um, no, 
Uh, you know, and stylistically, there may be teams out there that might prefer Saquon's style. Uh, you know, just given you know body type, ability to catch the ball. Henry can catch the ball too out of the backfield. Oh no, but, he's about, he was better as a uh, look, okay. I, I forgot to give you those stats, Sean. In 2022, yeah. Saquon Barkley was eighth in receiving yards. Derrick yeah. Henry was ninth. Okay, so uh, right Derrick Henry for yeah. yards per reception better than Der- uh, or Derrick Henry yards per reception better than Saquon Barkley. Okay. All that stuff. Yeah. Okay. He's and, been better than he's been in some regards. He's been as good or better than Dar- uh, than Saquon Barkley as a receiver in the last. Two fair. Years. Then that's yeah. Then then I I stand corrected. The point I was making was I I like the point like because really all that matters is what do the Texans think about these guys and. I could see, I think you make a really good point, like stylistically, not just relentlessness, grittiness, but scheme. You know, Derrick Henry has shown great success running in a very similar scheme to the one the Texans want to run too. And I think that's, like, if we're handicapping, and and take price out of it, like you did. Like you said, let's just take salary out of this thing. Because Derrick Henry might end up winning that too, if you're the Texans. He, He might very well be cheap, probably will be cheaper than Saquon Barkley. Um, I think you make some really good points, man. I, I think it's a you make a really the, good case for Henry here. The scheme part, especially, I think, has an overflow effect onto other guys on the team. You know, as Damian Pierce told you and Clint in the post game about just how hard this it was for him to pick up this scheme and all the different. You know, he's accustomed to old school running where it's like the hole's going to be there, go hit it. Versus this shifting, fluid, not quite sure where the opening's going to be on an outside zone scheme. Derrick Henry has had some of his best years in that specific scheme. He got Arthur Smith a coaching job in Atlanta. Yeah. If you're an Atlanta Falcons fan, you should be mad at Derrick Henry for getting <laughs> Arthur Smith that job in Atlanta. So, like, he's a, I, I think there's a perception that because he's this huge defensive end looking dude, yeah. that he wouldn't be good in an outside zone scheme. No, he's awesome in an outside zone scheme. A lot of react on the text page. Guys on the afternoon and evening shows are not going to like those stats you just brought up, Seth. Uh, that's good. Uh, I don't even, it's not about those guys. Like, honestly, it's uh, yeah. I, like yeah, too yeah, much yeah. of, too much of me. I, I, I realized I'm thinking about it last night. I'm like, man, Saquon Barkley is a, like, he's very, yeah. very talented and his, his high end is incredibly high. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm making it too personal because I'm in this grudge match against other people. Yeah. The, the simple fact of the matter is yep. that Derrick Henry is the type of running back that I want on my football team because of everything he represents as a physical, consistent football player. Yeah. And like, there's a reason the Ravens were trying to trade for Derrick Henry and not Saquon Barkley. Right, I don't like right. Derrick Henry. And who do you who do you who do you want your players to be like? More like Baltimore Ravens types or uh, or New York Giants? Types? That's a I don't good, know. Yeah, I that's know. that's a good point. Uh, Seth, smart, tough, dependable. Thanks for bringing the logic. Uh, I don't know. Oh, smart, thoughtful, smart, thoughtful, and dependable. Smart, thoughtful, dependable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was. I didn't know we we could. You bring up smart, tough, dependable. You can't tell whether that's a an insult. Right, 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 right. Backhanded compliment. People like the fact you're bringing the the numbers to kind of back this stuff up. It was. It's a. It's a. uh, It's a good argument. Well, it is. Look, the this is where I've I've been skeptical of Saquon ever since he was in college because of this whole like boomer bust element to his game where it was just kind of tiptoe, tiptoe, tiptoe. If everything's right, then here we go. Mm -hmm. But there's no grind to it. Yeah. And I supposedly he's been working with his coaches the last two years on, uh, you know, getting vertical more quickly and everything. I, I don't need my guy to be a guy that needs to have that drilled into his head. Like Ted Johnson used to say, if a, if a dog doesn't bite as a puppy, it's not going to bite, bite as a grown dog. Yep. Like I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm skeptical that all of a sudden Saquon Barkley is going to have a different mindset and a more durable body. I, the other thing, too, is um, I'd heard uh, you know, some people say, well, he hasn't actually missed that many games. 
it's almost worse. I, I feel like when he has nagging injuries, it affects his play. Yeah. Uh, like, look at that magical 2022 season. I just, I, I implore you, people, go look at the difference of the first half of the season versus the second half of the season. It was night and day. Mm-hmm. He just, he, he was healthy and good for a half of that season. And then he fell off a cliff. It just wasn't, it wasn't the same dude. All right. Let's get to headlines. Uh, D'Amico at the combine. We got news on one other quarterback at the con. This class of quarterbacks I already hate. I'm glad we have our quarterback and we've got basketball to get to. College and pro here in town. A lot of stuff to get to in headlines, and we will do it coming up next. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast with today's headlines. And we got a lot to get to. It's uh, really good to be with you on a Wednesday. Um, D'Amico Ryans met with the media yesterday. Nick Casario meets with the media at noon, noonish uh, today. We'll talk about that a little later in the show. What are we expecting to hear from, from Nick Casario? And what is. I think so far, kind of a unique offseason for him, kind of approaching this from the perspective of being a rapidly ascending team with cap space. We'll get to Nick. Here's D'Amico on the AFC South this upcoming season. Yeah, our division is, is definitely really good. You think about the young quarterbacks in our division, uh, with the Colts, the Jags, right, the Titans, and us, we all have really young quarterbacks who all have bright futures. And so really, four really good teams in our division is going to be a battle each and every week that we play each other. But I'm excited about it, right? You want to play against really the top top, top competition to see where you stack up, right? And mm. I'm excited to see our team, right, develop and grow throughout the year and see where we end up. Okay, I think he inadvertently uh, just power ranked the quarterbacks in the AFC South right there. He said the Colts, the Jags, the Titans. Ooh, shade at Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, it's Shane like and Trevor it. Lawrence. Like I mean, look, we saw one quarter of Anthony Richardson, and frankly, it scared the crap out of us. Trevor Lawrence, we know what we know what we're facing. Trevor Lawrence, that's a, that's my head coach decoder. Yes, and uh, what he was thinking on the inside was, yeah, look, Anthony Richardson scored two touchdowns pretty easily versus us before he went out with a concussion, and uh, he's going to come back and take a team that you know faced. Faced us down for our play-in game for the playoffs yep. with Gardner Minshew. If this kid can stay healthy, he's going to be a real headache. And yeah, Trevor Lawrence, okay, he's better. Th- he's better than he's better than uh, the, the than Will Levis. Yeah, he's better than Will. Le- well, I would say you know take the quarterback out. Well, don't completely remove the quarterback. And we just make the argument about teams. Um, you know, if 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 the Texans are the presumptive favorite over the next say five years in the AFC South, which I think most experts would say they are, just based on the trajectory of the team and the quarterback and the coach. <clears throat> um, so if I'm coming at it from that standpoint where I'm now rooting for the favorite in the AFC South, the Colts are the scarier team to me over the next five years than the Jacksonville yeah. Jaguars. Yeah, I uh, I think the biggest test for them is really going to be, okay, what is Shane Steichen as a head coach? I, I think he's very... I think he's a very, very capable offensive coordinator. If you look at his work with Justin Herbert, if you look at his work with Jalen Hurts, and now if you look at his work with honestly with Gardner Minshew, yes, and they ran they ran a lot of RPO last year with Gardner Minshew. The RPO becomes three times scarier when you've got Anthony Richardson running it. It's um, it's just a matter of whether Anthony Richardson. Two things. Can he stay healthy? But then also, like, he is erratic. I, I get so tired of seeing a highlight throw from Anthony Richardson and then people saying, like, oh, thought he couldn't throw. Yeah, those are like, the best. No. Everybody knows <laughs> that throw. he can make the really good throws 
at times. Time to time. It's the yeah. really bad throws that he makes as well. Yeah. Um, Texans hire a new linebackers coach whose name is Bill Davis. He's got history with this staff, coach with Matt Burke in Arizona, and he was D'Amico Ryan's defensive coordinator uh, during his time as a Philadelphia Eagle. So uh, quick mention of a hire on the staff there. There was no, there's been no news of a, a higher defensive line coach, has there? No, I've not seen anything. I've not seen anything. The, the guy I'm kind of keeping my eye on, although it would be a lateral move, is uh, Chris Kachurik. He's, San Francisco, uh, the, right? The San Francisco 49, uh, the 49ers defensive line coach who's from Texas, not too far from here, like somewhere between, like midway between here and Austin or something like that. Um, but uh, yeah, he's, uh, I'm, I'm intrigued by that, but I don't know what his contract situation is or anything. He's like very that. well thought of. I know that. Yeah. His name comes up a lot when their defensive coordinator position comes open seemingly every couple of years. His name gets, gets brought up. Um, as far as the combine goes, I would say news items from yesterday. We're, we're going to get into some of the, the nuggets that came from other GMs and head coaches in the 7 o'clock hour. As far as things that – I would say two things here that I want to hit on in headlines. One, Drake May, North Carolina quarterback, will not be throwing at the combine. So the top three quarterbacks yeah. are basically – Jaden. Da- the top three quarterbacks, Caleb Williams, Drake May, and Jaden Daniels, are – are basically just going there to meet with teams, and that seems to be it. I don't even know if they're getting medicals done at the Combine, but the big thing is they will not throw, which increases my love for C.J. Stroud yet again because C.J. Stroud is the marquee quarterback who likes to compete and throw at these things, not turtle up and say, I'm going to throw at my pro day with my receivers. (laughs) Well, and, you know, as as Daniel Jeremiah pointed out, he had – one of the best combine session he's seen. Yeah. And all of those that's what bothers me about some of these guys. They act like, "Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to I'm going to go to uh, the combine and I'm going to be throwing to guys that I'm not familiar with." Right, <laughs> just like every other quarterback there. Like what are you worried about? Oh, like you will like, in what? the NFL in your rookie year, you know? Right, right. Yeah, like somehow is Caleb Williams all of a sudden going to have nothing but USC receivers out there right. with him at the combine if he had chosen to throw? Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. I don't under, I honestly don't understand other than that they're terrified of the the, the the few bad throws that show up on social media, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, no. Oh, uh, but, yeah, the receiver ran the wrong route, and the public doesn't understand that. Who the hell cares? That's right. My God, That's Drake right. May. That's right. You, you can't go to North Carolina and then not throw at the combine. Got to throw at the combine, T.J. Yates will tell you that. Especially My your God. number two. T- Carolina uh, legend T.J. Yates will tell you that. Um, Ryan Poles, GM for the Chicago Bears, he's got some decisions to make here pretty imminently. One of those quarterbacks we just mentioned – might be on his team next year. They've got the number one pick in the draft. They also have Justin Fields um, as their quarterback right now. Poles said yesterday, here was, here was Ryan Poles on if they do choose to draft a quarterback, how he plans to handle the Justin Fields situation. If you decide to draft a quarterback, what is your motivation to trade Justin before free agency starts, knowing that there might be a premium on that? Yeah, again, it just depends on what opportunities pop up. Um, I will say this. Um, I think you guys know me uh, well enough now. I do... If we go down that road, um, I want to do right by Justin as well. Uh, no one wants to live in gray. Um, I know that's uncomfortable. I wouldn't want to be in that situation either. So uh, we'll gather the information. We'll move um, as quickly as possible. We're not going to be in a rush um, and see what presents itself and what's best for the organization. All right, so next uh, next week and a half, I would expect there to be some resolution in this Justin Fields thing. 
I will, uh, you know, you and I both express a lot of skepticism over Ryan Poles at mm-hmm. times because we like to be petty about things. <laughs> I, I will say he's he's pretty damn active on the phones. You know, yes. like I feel like if he wants to get a trade done, he's going to get it done. I feel there's a little bit of Daryl Morey in him, and in the good way that I think he's just always probably got his ear to the ground and knows what the potential scenarios are. Yeah, I no, I think he's made good moves. I just think yeah. it's I think it's hilarious that anytime. Any outlet wants to talk to him about his moves. He's happy to sit down and talk about them. He, you know, he loves talking about some Ryan Poles. I just find it funny more than anything it's, else. Uh, by the way, one of our listeners who actually worked with Kachurik, the defensive line coach from San Francisco, worked with Kachurik when he was in Detroit, calls him the uh, best defensive line coach in the league. Okay. Wouldn't mind getting him. So now I desperately want and need him. Yeah. Cal, if you're Some of these listeners tell me he played at Tech or something. I can't okay. remember. Right. He's a white defensive lineman. I should have much better tabs. I, I used <laughs> you to keep should. a database. Those are your people. I used to yeah. keep a database of the yeah, kids right. who used to look up to me for inspiration. Let's uh, let's rapid fire some local scores here. Astros lose in spring training yesterday to the Nationals 10 to 3. Jordan in the two hole, one for two with a walk and a strikeout. Jose Arquiti, a couple shutout innings. Dylan Coleman, who is one of the Astros bullpen pickups this offseason. Not a great day for Dylan him. Dylan Cole. Yeah. Dylan Cole, man. Some linebacker with a lot of tattoos. Yeah, yeah. What, what did Dylan Coleman do? He uh, gave up a lot of runs. Five earned runs in a third of an <laughs> inning yesterday and could not find the plate to save his life. It's kind of fun having Astros games on in the afternoon in the background while, you know, just yeah. working and stuff like that. It's, uh, I mean, it's more fun if they win 10-3, to but they lose 10-3. to uh, Rockets lose last night. Late game, a 9 o'clock start. I think it's because it was on TNT. I didn't see a minute of it. 112 to 95. The Thunder beat the Rockets last night in OKC. I was at the Cougs game last night, Seth. They beat the Bearcats of Cincinnati 67 to 59. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not I'm not breaking any news here. But being in the building to watch this yeah. team play defense, if you like defense at the collegiate level, the a Cougs game at home is like WrestleMania, the Super Bowl, and Lollapalooza all wrapped into one. They D up every possession. Their hands in the passing lane. They're blocking shots. Um, they make defense fun, man. It was uh, it was a good time there last night. It was uh, well, and that's a. I mean, they're they're worn out. They've had some they've had some big games. The you know, the and then you get elevated now, to number one overall. Yeah. I thought that like for for Shed going two for eleven. Like the the true test of the con- the, the core constitution of a team is yeah. Even when you're exhausted, can you still play defense? Uh, even when your legs are tired and numb, are you still playing defense? And they very much are. They do. They do. They're relentless. And yeah, and I, Shed. I like Jamal Shed a lot. I had him more than 16 and a half points on prize picks last night. So he has, he was a goose egg at halftime. And yet, and he finished with, I think, nine points. Um, and even with that level of emotion that it was costing me money, I'm like, this kid is still playing a really good game. He was two for 11, and he played, I thought, a great game. He had 11 assists, um, deed up. He was a plus player out there, even shooting as poorly as he did. So that was fun last night, man. That is a that is a great, great atmosphere um, out at uh, the Fertitta Center. All right, those are your headlines. We got a lot to get to here. D'Amico Ryan's had a lot of things to say. Um, players on his team, boy, I feel like there's a pet project that D'Amico Ryans is very, very proud of on his team. And I think he gave some validation that the plan that he and Nick Casario had at draft night last year has worked out maybe even better than they thought they would. We'll hear from the Texans head coach coming up next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.